The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It is uh, John DePietro on this Monday. Good afternoon, one and all. What a uh, what an eventful night last night, folks. I will uh, bring you up to speed, but I want to say good afternoon. Um, you're listening to the John DePietro Show, heard weekdays, folks. We start, as you know, at 11. I want to thank Justin Katz. He is uh, so incredible. What an hour last week with our, uh, an hour last, uh, last hour uh, with um, this week in politics with Justin Katz. Right now it is 12.07. On this Monday, July 13th. And folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say, when your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances. So no matter what it is that you are maybe having a problem with, maybe it is in fact your uh, dishwasher or maybe it's your washing machine or dryer, any appliance... If you, as we like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 for Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, we had a problem. I went to make microwave popcorn, and I didn't do anything. I put the popcorn inside the microwave and turned it on, and suddenly it wasn't working. Did I panic? No. Did I try to fix it? Don't be ridiculous. No, I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Ryan and George, his dad, came out, and folks, they brought it back, fixed it brand new, as good as new, I should say. So whatever your appliance is, maybe it is uh, your dryer or your clothes washer or something's wrong with the refrigerator, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, on this Monday, I want to welcome in everyone tuning in on Facebook Live. Uh, Facebook, certainly, the John DePietro Show page on Facebook certainly had a lot of activity last night. If you didn't see it or if you haven't checked it out, it's worth it. For those that don't have Facebook, you can go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Official website of you know who we have a lot of stories posted specifically last night folks uh, those again that do follow me on facebook you know that we had a very busy day i want to um uh again we started off the day i did yesterday afternoon <coughs> excuse me i'm sorry about that because there was no trump rally because the Trump rally, I should say, was was actually postponed um, because of threat of rain, even though it certainly seemed like we could have had one. But nonetheless, there was no Trump rally. And so uh, yesterday afternoon, I did go to at the Rhode Island State House. They had a defund the police rally, a defund the police rally, which then resulted last night in many of those protesters showing up at the Providence home outside of Governor Gina Raimondo. Now, I'm going to tell you and give you information that no one else is. And the media has gone into a couple different camps on this. Number one, you have some media that would totally beat on the story. I got a tip last night at 10 minutes of 9, right around 9 o'clock actually, that something was going on and that police were all converging on the home of Governor Raimondo because of the protesters. So I immediately went over there. Because those of you that can see it, I was the only one there, with the exception of there is someone that does follow this stuff, and then Channel 10 used some of his footage. But uh, it absolutely rocketed on Facebook Live. I'm looking right now, 41,000 views on, 
on Facebook Live. So we were the only one there. Channel 10 was not there. Channel 12 was not there. Of course, Channel 6 was not there. And, of course, the laziest group of talk hosts ever assembled, the clowns at PRO, of course, were nowhere to be found. So, folks, we were there. Now, again, I started off the day at the State House. And then I ended up last night at Governor Mundo's house, well past 10 o'clock. You can see the footage at DePetro.com. And those that are on Facebook, you can go to my page. It's John DePetro Show. And, folks, a couple different things about this. First of all, during the course of the day, <clears throat> um, there is no press briefing today. Someone was saying, boy, I can't wait to hear what Governor Mundo says about the briefing. Well, this is the first week that she's going to once a week. And the governor's first breast briefing is going to be on Wednesday. So I would imagine she would be fit to be tied. But let me first start with the protest yesterday. This was a defund the police rally. And folks, this is one of those situations. I know a lot of people like to just focus on national. You can affect things right here in your own backyard. And something that I believe needs to happen is the local media, and especially TV, TV and print, but television, They need to stop this narrative that is driving me crazy of the peaceful protests. We saw it the night when they had 10,000 people at the State House. Peaceful. Oh, so beautiful in the air. A Providence police officer was assaulted that night. I was there last night. That was an angry mob. That was a mob that was ready to fight the National Guard. That night was one of the uh, things that then just blossomed into where the local reporter was, you know, patting the shoulder of that Providence uh, firefighter. You're so brave. Oh, he's so emotional. As he gave a completely misleading story that it was uh, racially profiled. But yesterday I was there at this defund the police rally. And folks, they're so caught up on young kids playing the rally. And is this great that students are involved and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I was there. You know what they were saying yesterday at this, quote, peaceful defund the police rally? They called for more riots. One of the speakers said, we need another riot. <clears throat> now, I can't play some of the speeches because it's filled with F-bombs. You can see the video. Um, and, and I had a minor problem logistically, so I did, wasn't able to capture all the speeches, but enough of them. Time for another riot. Another um excuse me, another speaker talked about it's time to burn the city down. Think of this. And local TV was saying it was a peaceful rally. There was music and dancing. They were celebrating the two police officers were killed in Texas in the line of duty on Saturday night. High-fying each other. I saw it. I saw it. You can see the video. We got two last night. That's the reaction. And what does local TV say? A group of peaceful protesters came together and there was music and dance. What is wrong with these people? They, they don't listen. They just, they run whatever. And folks, those of you that saw when I went to that defund the police rally, they're very aggressive. They come right up. Who are you? You want to interview someone? These are the people that you talk to. They take control. They lead the media right over. A lot of these are young reporters on the television stations, and they just repeat whatever they want. Now, let's go to last night. Yeah, by the way, yesterday at the the, um, the Rhode Island State House for this defund the anti-police rally, you have members of Antifa there. You have the John Brown Gun Club. That is a leftist militia. They carry weapons. These were the people that were armed last summer at the Wyatt Detention Center. There's no mention of them in any of the coverage. You have 
the uh, anarchists that are there. And I have video of that. You can see all their pamphlets about D3, you know, um, throwing over the police and ignoring the police and, and everything else. Folks, again, you're listening to AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online uh, at the website, dipetro.com. And so yesterday, they were also going after Governor Amundo. They were going after Governor Amundo, and they started to hint that they were going to show up at her house. And they were saying she's not as persuasive as she could be. She's not, and she's not doing enough. So, again, they went last night, and they were at the house. In the media, you can see I was able to get some footage where they had 30 police cars descend on the governor's house last night on the east side. And this is different because you can see my interview with two eyewitnesses that were there. Two eyewitnesses that were there. And there were no police. Now, normally... The governor has state police protection. The state police guard the governor, and they're right there outside of her house. But apparently, either she was not home or she was uh, maybe they were away for the day. I know the governor, I think the uh, Ramundo family, Moffitt family, whatever we're calling them. But um, the, the governor and her family, they have a summer home down near Sand Hill Cove. So they may have been there for the day. So um, the protesters get to her house and there's no one there. Now, the media is reporting some protesters were outside and they may have let off some fireworks and they were just honking horns. Excuse me. They were trying to get inside the house. This folks, this false narrative that the local media continues to downplay the aggressive action of these protesters. They were so brazen. There were 25 to 30 protesters. They were loud. They're setting off, whatever you want to call it, fireworks, explosives. They were going up to the door. They were trying to get inside the governor's house and still the media. You know, other than that, though, they were peaceful out on the sidewalk. Can you imagine a Sunday night, right, uh, somewhere in the 9 o'clock area? I think it happened between 830 and 9 o'clock when they left, you know, downtown and they were bored. So they let's go see her. And so brazen. And they go right up to the governor's house, Governor Raimondo's house on the east side. And number one, if you live in the neighborhood, the neighbors had to call the police. There happened to not be any state police protection that were there last night. So they were uh, very brazen about it and going up. And first they were out in front honking. And then they got out of the car. And then they're going up and ringing the door. And then they're trying the door. Now, what if, in fact... You know, the governor has two children. What if they had been home alone? What if the governor and the first gentleman happened to be out that night? And it was just the Ramundo children there. Now, I don't know why they wouldn't be police protection. But my point, folks, is the media has to stop this narrative. I am, I, I've just had it with this. They are such a hurry. And by the way, this is both local and national. They're in such a hurry to continue to call this peaceful protesters. Right. That's what they're in a hurry to call it. Peaceful. With no matter what they do, they want to call it peaceful protesters, whether it's the autonomous zone out in Seattle or in New York 
or then they have in Washington, or as Nancy Pelosi said, people are going to do what they want to do. What else did they do over the weekend? It's not getting barely any coverage. And I told you this was going to happen. And again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Folks, stop in and see them. What a tremendous selection they have. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They're having a phenomenal just a fantastic year, and I'm so happy. And right now, they have 12-inch pots of perennials, hibiscus, uh, pots of uh, daffodils, assorted colors, delilahs. It's all they're waiting for you at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, Rhode Island's number one garden center. Folks, stop in and see them, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Look for them on Facebook and also look for them on Facebook. And then also their website is prmaterials.shop right off of Route 4, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, I told you that first they were going to start with statues and they started to go after Civil War monuments. And then they went after the Christopher Columbus. And what is the story now? That at least in Boston, now they decided to happen in New York and Boston. Now they're vandalizing a statue of the Virgin Mary. Folks, this is the mindset. And the politicians are so afraid of them. The politicians will not call them out. The politicians won't even go after them. I told you they would start to go after churches and religious symbols. And when they went after, you know, the media makes such a big deal. About when the president, they cleared out peaceful protesters just for his photo op, and he held up the Bible. What they completely skip over is the fact that there was a burned out, vandalized, graffiti-filled church across the street from the White House where the president went. They won't even mention that. How is that possible? Instead of focusing on the, you know, it was a photo op. And they cleared out those peaceful protesters and how dare they do that. And then he held up a Bible. Whose Bible? What? No one. They don't even address the fact that what was the point of doing that to a church? What was the point of that? See, this is the mindlessness of it. And I try to take you inside. That's why I go. These anarchists, number one, of course, they're atheists. <clears throat> they are anti-government. They're also, their attack is next religion. And they did. They attacked the statue. What, what type of individual vandalizes the statue of the Virgin Mary? Well, folks, we've already had some hints to this. Because, again, just a couple of weeks ago, what happened at Providence College? A Black Lives Matter protester. And that's something also. Why is the media shying away from that? They were chanting Defund the police and Black Lives Matter. That's who was at the Ramundo House last night. That is who was trying. They were trying to get inside the governor's house last night. I don't even know if she has a dog. If she did, they probably would have killed the dog. They are violent. The local media needs to stop this false narrative of peaceful protest. I can't stand it. 
You know, I've told you, this is like, other than that, how is the theater Mrs. Lincoln? And it was like the Mayor Lorza was part of it. Other than the fact they burned a police car and destroyed downtown, for the most part, you know, it was, it was started off peaceful. Then they started to say, well, those weren't protesters. Yes, they were protesters. The people that were at the governor's house last night, they were protesters. The people that were at the Rhode Island State House yesterday saying, we need another riot. Let's burn down the city. Uh, preaching violence towards the police. Right? Vandalizing religious statue. Let's be very clear about this. They're protesters. You may not like that they're protesters. You know why, folks? Because it kills the narrative. But we saw this earlier. Earlier, just last month in June... What did they do at Providence College? A Black Lives Matter protester went to Providence College and he burned American flags. He went to there's a cemetery at Providence College and he vandalized the graves and priests there with swastikas and other anti-Catholic symbols. Barely got a mention in the media. And no, there was one city council person that condemned that violent act. Silence from the mayor. The city council person from that area, that Kat Kerwin, she encouraged it. And they were praising it along because then it was that week that then they demanded and they had to remove the Christopher Columbus statue. Folks, the media is going along with this, whether you like it or not. The media is absolutely going along with this by not fully covering the story. And it starts with... Go underneath. Stop reading the press release. Stop reading this business that <clears throat> and the, the protest was organized by two 15-year-old students. It's all BS. The professional organizers that do this. How do I know? Because the professional people are the ones that meet with the police and they pick out the route and they, they say this is the way they're going to go. The police need to communicate with whoever's running this. <clears throat> they put the kids out in front. Behind the scenes, again, it's heavy union, but this is last night. There should be repercussions for this. And also, I put on, if you go to the website, petro.com, there are, in fact, uh, you can see where they vandalized police cars. They did. And that ACAB, I've already explained what it is. The circle of the A stands for anarchy. All carps are, and it's a negative word that I'm never getting into. That is their calling card. Those are the anarchists. They want to destroy the downtown. They, they dream of this. <clears throat> and yet when the local media did a story on the riot, what do they say? It was just a bunch of local kids that got caught up in the moment. Folks, they, they refuse. <laughs> it's comical. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's the ultimate. If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. They refuse to acknowledge. They, see, they want it to be these peaceful protesters. They don't want it to be the fact people preaching violence against police officers. Time for another riot. Burn down the city. So there's no Governor Raimondo uh, press briefing. Here's Channel 10. Crowd causes a scene outside Raimondo's home. They don't even put the fact. That earlier in the day, they were preaching, uh, burned down the city, time for another riot, and cheering up on violence towards police. Let me see what Channel 12 has. Folks, this is one no one's going to tell me. I was there. I was absolutely there. And those of you, go to the website if you're not on Facebook for whatever reason. You can, uh, and this is news, by the way. 
You know, as much as some people want to ignore it, when's the last time there was a protest that large? They were. They were aggressive. They were belligerent. They were trying to get inside protesters like fireworks, honk horns outside Governor Mundo's home, Channel 12. Well, they they skip over the fact that they were trying to get inside the home. And they skip over the fact, and I saw this one speak, Brooklyn Towson, one of the organizers. She says, well, obviously in Providence, it's supposed to be a liberal area, so they shouldn't have a problem with us protesting. She wasn't home, but the message was clear. They want her to come out, have a conversation. She's been running from everyone. Do you see the attitude of this? Right? We're calling the shots. If you don't do as we say, we're going to burn down your city again. Folks, this is the mob. This is the mob mentality that Allure's is running from. That's why they had to. That's why they had to uh, take down the Columbus, Christopher Columbus statue. I was in news, reached out to the governor's office, and a spokesperson responded saying Monday, in the weeks following the horrific death, Governor Mundo's been meeting with black community members, organizations, including this PROVX. I've never heard of them. Um, what's the name of this organization that they're with? Co-founder of the group PROVX. That's the name of it. Oh, so you see how they're calling the shots. We're demanding what's going on. We demand you get out here. And if you don't do as we say, there's the youth activists that then led everyone up to the state house. Then we're going to come to your. They don't care that it's nine o'clock. They don't care that it's a Sunday night. They don't care. We had a rally. We tell you when you're going to show up and talk to us. That's the attitude of this of this group. Let me play a little bit of um, Channel 12 does. They did talk to her. And they do have um, some sound of it. Again, folks, you can see the full video if you go to the website, depetro.com, where I was outside. I also had the video at the very end when the police finally got there. And when I got there, they had shut off the street. By the way, those on Facebook Live, please uh, share that you're watching. This is uh, Channel 12 coverage of this uh, rally at the State House this morning. Calling on state and city leaders to defund police and then went to the governor's Providence home. Here's Eyewitness News reporter Alexander Leslie. Rhode Island State Police tell me a group of about 30 people from what appeared to be the group Prom X showed up around 9 last night outside the governor's home, but they left when they realized she wasn't coming out. For about 20 minutes Sunday night, car horns, firecrackers, and loud music bellowed through Governor Gina Raimondo's Providence neighborhood. Rhode Island State Police tell us activists from Prom X showed up in hopes of having a face-to-face conversation with Governor Raimondo about defunding police. The group hosted a rally earlier Sunday afternoon promoting the same message. So it means um, taking the money from the police budget that's um, supposed for proposed for 2021 and putting it towards the community so we have more home ownership, so we have more youth programs, youth jobs. We landed a meeting with the Speaker of House that way with the governor. We've gotten the mayor to come out to events. We're putting the pressure on everyone. Hours later, some group members tried to do so with the governor. The group's founder told us later that evening she was disappointed in state and local police who tried to block protesters from the governor's home. This morning, a spokesperson with the governor's office told Eyewitness News, quote, in the weeks following the horrific death of George Floyd, Governor Romano has been meeting with black community members and organizations, including Provex. She is fully committed to continuing these conversations and advancing the cause of racial justice in Rhode Island. State and local police tell me despite the noise, the gathering was peaceful and no arrests were made. I'm Alexandra Leslie, Eyewitness News. Well, you can't do a report without saying that, of course, that it's peaceful. And uh, what do you mean peaceful? The people in the neighborhood were like, what exactly is going on? 
And what do you think they think, folks? What was the reaction with the couple in St. Louis? Huh? What was the cup? What was the reaction? Do you think that couple in St. Louis <clears throat> that came out of their house with the AR-15 and the nine millimeter? Do you think they wanted to do that on a Sunday night while they were having dinner? You know why they did that out of fear? <clears throat> this that, well, you know, it was a peaceful, pro- peaceful protesters. They were trying to get inside the governor's home. And folks, that Aaron Ruggenberg, see, these are not Black Lives Matter. These are not the official, like, Brother Gary, Black Lives Matter. This is the vigilant. This is the Aaron Ruggenberg, the type. They put these kids up to it. They put them out in front as shells, as pawns. That's exactly what they try to do. And that is exactly, and the media, other than that, how is that peaceful? You're trying to get, excuse me, isn't that attempted breaking and entering? They are so hesitant to arrest anyone. They are so hesitant, and especially, let's call it what it is, they are afraid to arrest anyone of color. They don't want to arrest anyone of color unless they do something so egregious that they have to. Can you imagine if that had been Trump supporters? Trump supporters, they all would have been hauled off. They'd still be at the ACI right now. What about a PC? If that had been a Trump, uh, a Trump supporter, they wanted it to be a Trump supporter. It turned out to be a Black Lives Matter supporter. Do, and I repeat, do, you, do they think that couple in St. Louis, do you know why they came out of their house like that, that husband and wife? It's called fear. And by the way, now there was a search warrant and they've, they've taken the weapons from that couple because now the mob keeps going back there. That is fear. Can you imagine if Governor Mundo had been home? And came out with a nine millimeter and the first gentleman had an AR-15. That would have been a different story. The only difference is at Governor Raimondo's house last night, there were 30 people. As far as in St. Louis, there were 300 people. And the media and, and other people that defend them, apologists, they skip over it. And they say, you know, they were just walk, walking by. No, excuse me. They broke through. They broke through. They were going on private property. And then when they did encounter the person, they threatened that they were going to go in the house and kill the husband and the wife and the dog. And what do they continue? The apologists continue to say, folks, I I can't explain enough how important it is for President Trump to win this election. Because we truly have no one really defending us right now. We don't. You know, Cicilline, and you can read the story, is is there anyone more pathetic than that individual. He doesn't accomplish anything. Langevin is useless. And now, you know, that that is, excuse me, lighting off uh, fireworks, explosives, attempted breaking and entering. They have video surveillance. They see who it was that was going up and trying to get in the house. But they're not going to arrest them because they're people of color. Now, if that had been a group of Trump supporters with Make America Great Again hats, they would have been locked up like that. Someone made the decision. So I guess it's okay. So I guess unless they actually break into the house, then maybe they'd arrest them. We'll see if they steal anything. This is absolutely a double standard. And that voice that you heard, that young, that protester, do you, do you hear the arrogance of we're in charge? We demanded her to meet with us. Who is she not to be meeting with us? Right? 
So we figured we'd go up at 9 o'clock and be outside her house and bang on her door. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by A.E. Mazinger Insurance Services. Now, on this Monday... Folks, call Scott and Alex, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 401-353-9300, 401-353-9300, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. You can call right now for a free consultation. They'll help you save money on auto insurance, home insurance, business, life insurance. They are licensed in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. They'll help you save money on your boat. Hey, this time of year, motorcycle, RV, jet skis, AE Mazika Insurance Services. 353-9300. 353-9300. You can call them, and it's very simple. Let them help you save money. AE Mazika Insurance Services. 353-9300. Located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. It's Scott and Alex. Folks, to me, this makes all the sense in the world. You have someone that wants to help you save money. And think of an additional $200 a month, especially with everything going on right now. That's like giving yourself a raise of $2,500 a year. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Scott and Alex, located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue, North Providence. How do you know what your auto insurance is? How do you know you couldn't be saving money there on your life insurance or home or business insurance? Or, as I said, this time of year, you want to make sure you're protected on your boat or a motorcycle or jet skis. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Look for them on Facebook. They have a great website, aemazika.com. Scott and Alex, I'll tell you, let the dream team go to work for you. Located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence, it's A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's weekdays, uh, 11 to 2 on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Now, for Facebook Live... We do an hour at noon. Let me see if I can explain this, everyone. And then we do an hour later on. Now, tonight, we have a very special Facebook Live we're going to do. It's at 7 o'clock tonight. The town of North Kingstown, they are reaching out, and they would like to take custody of the Columbus statue. So we will be carrying that. So the radio portion of this show is each weekday from 11 to 2. 11 to 2 on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, where you can always listen at the website, topetro.com, left-hand side, click listen live. But we do Facebook for the 12 o'clock hour, and then we do Facebook like that. And also, folks, um, we do I do Facebook Live when there's breaking news. Again, last night, right, people found new about this. Uh, I was the only local media that was there, and it was... Violent. Listen, I saw them earlier. Okay, there's different forms of violence. Now at the state house, they were preaching violence against police. They were. I was there. They talked about when you talk about we need another riot. When you talk about if we don't get our way, we're going to show them how we are going to burn the city down. When they cheer. That police officers were killed the night before in Texas. Why does the media insist on calling them peaceful protesters? 
And then I, I don't know what it is. I must have missed the memo that any time there's a protest, you now have to say peaceful protesters. I, I don't what am I missing of this equation? How is that peaceful? If people are preaching violence, looting, rioting and shooting and murder towards law enforcement and arson. When did that become what is what is that just harmless talk? I don't for the life of me. I I am at a loss to try to understand why they want to be so focused on call. You know, it's as if there's a meeting and they say, listen, whatever you want to do, we have to call it a peaceful protest. We must call it a peaceful protest. I don't want anyone saying that there was any type of uh, talk of violence or inciting a riot or anything. We must use the words peaceful protest. What like I said, that is like other than that, how is the, the theater, Mrs. Lincoln? You know, let me ask you, Mrs. Kennedy, except for the incident, how did you and President Kennedy enjoy Dallas? Like, what is their problem? Who thinks that way? Peaceful protesters outside the Governor Raimondo's house. What were they doing there at nine o'clock on a Sunday night? They were trying to get inside the house. We have eyewitnesses, folks, that were there. But that doesn't fit the narrative. No. See, that would show them, well, they're aggressive. Now you watch the next thing they'll say, well, they weren't really protesters. These people were from the outside, right? That's what we heard the day of the, after the riot. No, no, these were outsiders. These weren't Rhode Island people. Wrong again. Then when they do a story on it, well, they were local people, but they were kids that just got caught up in the moment. Caught up in the moment. Yeah, they lit a store on fire where there were people sleeping above. That's arson. People could have been killed in that fire if the sprinklers had not put out the fire. No mention of that in the story. Police car burned. A police cruiser was burned. Yeah, but it was a peaceful protest. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. No, when it reached that level, that downtown is still boarded up, rioting, looting. What does the narrative become? Well, those weren't protesters. Oh, okay. They weren't protesters. And they weren't from Rhode Island. (laughs) Why not just call it what it is? How about the fact that then you had people saying, and they resented that they were saying they weren't local. They were like, no, that, that was our work. That was us running into the mall. That was us destroying these stores, breaking windows that still remain boarded up. Terrible. No, no, those weren't. Pro- yes, they were protesters. You know, it, I know they don't want to f- face up to the fact not everybody is peaceful. And things can turn violent very quickly. So now yesterday, you know, again, if you see the footage, I I don't understand the parents. There were parents bringing young children there. They have signs. I can't even use the language. You know, use your imagination. Blank the police. And then the speakers drop that stuff. Let me be very clear. I think that's still unacceptable language. I do. In a crowd, you, you there were people bringing children well, you know, it's just they're trying to raise awareness. No, they want to defund the police. You know who wants to defund the police? Criminals want to defund the police. Look at New York City right now. Look what happens when you slice the police budget. Look what happens when police feel that you don't have their back. Crime is shooting through the roof. Folks, it's John DePietro on this Monday. This portion of the program is brought to you by It's My Health. I want you to stop in. And see Marie. It's my health in Cumberland, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305 3585. 
It's my health, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like a kai berry, honey, maple syrup, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. If you like to cook, Marie has, <coughs> excuse me, a wall full of ingredients and natural ingredients, things like mushrooms, things that are healthy for you. She also, at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, I'll bet many of you have driven by that old white church. I'm holding up the picture on uh, Facebook Live. Folks, It's My Health in Cumberland. Stop in. This is your excuse to pop in. Say hello to Marie. She has a full wall of vitamins for children. She also has hemp and CBD products. Maybe you have trouble sleeping or maybe you have some kind of aches and pains. Marie is so knowledgeable. But for those of you that like to cook, she has full. There are certain natural ingredients, like I said, like mushrooms and other things that if you put it into your cooking, it's good for you. It's healthy for you. It's my health in Cumberland. Give her a call, 305-3585. Better yet, stop it and see her, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right in that old white church. Marie is so knowledgeable. Many of you have driven past there. She has such a loyal following of uh, of um, people that just are customers of hers, and I see why. And it's it's a very safe environment. It's my health because it's your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096, 401-710-7096 for Ryan's Appliance Repair. Well, today is Monday. And there is no Governor Raimondo briefing today. So no briefing today. Uh, We'll see. I I would think, you know, this has been, look at the past couple of days. First of all, on last Thursday, that Dan Connors, who's a big uh, politically connected individual, as you heard me and uh, Justin Katz discussing it last hour, he was forced to resign. Just um, Dan Connors, he was big in the state Senate from Cumberland. Very, very tight with Montabano. And, you know, he's a political insider. And so he gets a job working for the governor. And he gets pulled over on a DUI. And then even though he's pulled over, he was trying to get out of the DUI. And uh, he was trying the whole thing of, you know, do you know who I am type of thing. And saying that to police when he was pulled over on DUI. You know what he doesn't even realize is I think the police even said to him, are you having a medical emergency? And he, and he said no. So if he had said, yes, I'm having a medical emergency, I I think that's actually a way for police to kind of reach out to him and almost provide him an out for, you know, exactly what happened to him. And then, you know, I I don't know the whole ins and outs of it, but I was speaking with a police officer yesterday that said, boy, they gave him the out to just say um, that he was having a medical emergency. And he, he told them no. Defund the police rally held outside Rhode Island State House. And that was uh, the Channel 12 story on it. And again, folks, it's just this uh, narrative. Let's hear this again. This is uh, Channel 12. Police departments and prisons. There's been a nationwide movement as critics say police department budgets are bloated while other social services are underfunded. But local law enforcement officers disagree. Eyewitness News reporter Brittany Schaefer spoke with those who were out protesting today. She joins us now with their message. Brittany? Welcome. The rally is calling for funding to be distributed from police departments to social programs. And earlier today, I spoke to organizers who wanted to take their message directly to the state house. 
Brooklyn Tucson is pushing for changes to how Rhode Island spends its taxpayer dollars. So it means um, taking the money from the police budget that's um, supposed for proposed for 2021 and putting it towards the community so we have more home ownership. Can you imagine? So we have more youth Who are these people? The founder of the group called Prov X spoke at their so-called defund the police party Sunday. The rally on the party. state house steps calling for city and state leaders to divert funding away from policing in prisons and direct it to various social programs. Hundreds were in attendance, but Toussaint tells me regardless of the numbers, their voices will be heard. We've been showing up to legislators' houses. We've been, you know, coming to the state house over and over. We landed a meeting with the Speaker of House that way with the governor. We've gotten the mayor to come out to events. We're putting the pressure on everyone. Last month, Providence's Commissioner of Public Safety, Stephen Perry, said their budget is already thin, but recognized change needs to happen. We need to take ownership of you know the past to to you know correct the system going forward various other organizations uniting sunday at the rally including reclaim rhode island the group says they currently have a petition with nearly 600 signatures to call for greater state funding for health care and education and less spending on law enforcement governor Raimondo has made a lot of symbolic gestures in response to the movement but it really doesn't matter unless she puts her money where her mouth is, right? And so the state budget is a great opportunity Listen to do to that, especially given folks. that we really have to make some they tough choices, as she has said publicly. We feel that police reform is not an option. People are not going to take it if the public is sort of um, disenfranchised even more. And the Providence police chief previously pushed back at the idea of defunding the police, saying it's... Yeah, let me let me also just... Uh, again, folks, good afternoon. It's uh, John DePietro on this Monday. Let me also just um, explain something about this whole situation with the law enforcement. Um, a major problem here, and maybe some of you know this and maybe some of you don't, but is the, um, is the police union too strong? Yes, it is, as a matter of fact. Yes. As a matter of fact, the unions of all the first responders, whether they are the firefighters or, excuse me, it's, it's the holy grail of the three, right? It's the police, fire, and teachers. Way too strong. But the police union, that officer in Minneapolis, Derek Chauvin, who had his knee on George Floyd's neck, if he was a police officer in Rhode Island, he would not be in jail right now. He'd, he'd still be on the force. The union... The police union in Rhode Island <clears throat> is one of the strongest in the country. How many times do you hear of uh, there's a problem with a member of the Rhode Island State Police? They're out on paid leave and they're out on leave or stress or whatever. And I mean, like indefinitely, you can't even touch them. How many times when something happens with a police officer, you can't get any information. It is very difficult to fire a police officer. It's, it's impossible to fire a firefighter or a teacher impossible unless they commit like a felony you can't get rid of them who gives them who gives let's just stick with police for a moment who gives the union these powerful union deals democrat politicians who controls the rhode island who controls the state democrat politicians so folks my point is you really think that these are the people that are going to fix the problem like, it's laughable that Biden says he's going to fix the problem. Now, because of the actions of Biden and because President Trump has been such a defender of the police, many of the police now, in fact, want to support the president. 
But the real truth of the matter is the people that created this monster happen to be the Democrat politicians, you know, who just okay it, who give them whatever they want and make them basically, you know, they just untouchable. And I think the firefighters are probably the best example. Now, there was a period of time before the pandemic that there were like a, there was a firefighter being arrested like every other week or in some cases every week. But you can't that because of their union contract that is so ironclad given to them by the Democrat politicians, it's basically impossible to fire them. And when you also have that situation, I think people I believe people behave differently. If people feel they can do whatever they want, that no one can touch them, uh, politically connected people act that way and others act that way. When you give people the idea in the situation that no one can touch them, then they do start to act that way, right? That they're untouchable, that they are not vulnerable. Quite the opposite. Um, You know, that Dan Connors, Governor Mundo, senior aide who was making state dime, he was being paid 170000 a year, plus pension, plus insurance. That is a $200,000 job. The question is, last week, when he got nailed on a DUI in Narragansett and then tried to say to them, hey, I work for the governor. Is there a way out of this? How can I help you guys? Right? Can I maybe get you somebody? Does somebody need a job or something like that? And he tries to work his magic, so to speak, and certainly drops who I am. Most of the time, that's not the first time it's happened. It's the first time they got caught. It's the first time they get caught. Now, since that has happened, we've heard from a number of different, I have, number of different police precincts who suspect that they let him go in the past. But this time... You know, he was whatever happened all over the road, riding in the breakdown lane, you know, nine sheets to the window, whatever you call it, completely blank faced, couldn't even stand up. And the Narragansett police did not. They did not care. They didn't care who he was, what the deal was. I don't know. Maybe it was too egregious. This is also one of the reasons why we need body cameras. It is because would police be inclined to let some of these people go if it's all then captured on footage? And I would answer no. I, I, to me, we can't get body camera footage enough. Not for some of the reasons that some of these defund the police people want. But folks, I, I mean it. I, will, uh, I do not understand these people and members of the media that want to continue this narrative that no matter the gathering, it's peaceful protests. And no one can tell me they don't get special treatment. Because last night, if you had 30 uh, Trump supporters show up outside the governor's house and honking horns and lighting off explosives and trying to get inside her house, I am telling you right now, and wearing Make America Great Again hats, of which I have one, they would have been arrested. As a matter of fact, hold on, let me, uh, where's my, uh, that's exactly right. Can you imagine we're... Wearing, excuse me, wearing these hats. I'm showing everybody on Facebook Live. Oh, that's make metric great again. Hold on. Where is the, uh, here we go. Here we go. Wearing these hats. If someone had showed up at the governor's house, Governor Mundo on a Sunday night, 9 o'clock, honking horns, setting off explosives, and then trying to get inside the house, 30 people like that, they, 
they would have been arrested for, you know, disturbing the peace, trespassing, uh, illegal use of fireworks, explosives, whatever you want to say, attempted breaking and entering. Absolutely. They would have been arrested. But last night, oh, wait a minute. They defund the police protesters who are also chanting Black Lives Matter. They don't get arrested. They have the get out of jail free card. Now, Dan Connors uh, on the governor's staff who was let go. And I asked the governor about it. Actually, let me uh, play that for you. I um, I did uh, ask Governor Raimondo about that on uh Friday at the press briefing, and you're going to hear the uh, back and forth with myself and with um, the governor about that. Now, I also wonder, he is, um, I think this is, uh, hold on, folks. I'm going to play it in just a second. But this is where I did ask Governor Mundo. Good thing I was there Friday to uh, ask her about her, this Dan Connor senior advisor, making 170 plus uh, health care. Uh, your senior advisor, Dan Connors, did you accept his resignation? I did. I accepted his resignation yesterday. And why is that? Uh, he, um, unfortunately, uh, was pulled over for drunk driving and uh, conducted himself in a manner that was inconsistent with the values of my administration. So I had to accept his resignation. Now, folks, again, not to, um, but what if I had not gone on Friday? What if I had been like some of these other lazy members of the media? What if I decide, you know, it's a Friday afternoon. Plus, I thought I was going up to the Trump rally, even though that was then uh, canceled uh, in New Hampshire, which is unfortunate. But uh, what if I had decided, was anyone going to, I mean, a senior advisor making 170 plus health, the entire package is worth over 200K. Not a lot of jobs like that to find in Rhode Island. Is anyone going to ask about that? I Again, you know what? But we're not going to dwell on that because I was there. The next briefing is coming up on Wednesday, just like last night. You know, I'm glad. In a moment's notice, folks, I was on the scene. And I'm going to tell you that I think it is a double standard. And I really mean that. If there were 30 people outside the governor's house wearing this hat and lighting off fireworks and honking horns and going up on her lawn and on her porch and trying to get in her house... They would have been arrested. But because they were defund the police, Black Lives Matter protesters, the police arrived and let them go. And again, if you haven't seen it, you want to see some of the video, go to depetro.com. I have the video of that. When, what some of the video you're going to see is when the police did arrive and they were still there and belligerent and demanding they wanted to talk to her. The nerve of that, the nerve, we want to talk to her right now. Get her out here. And I'm, I'm not, I don't know if the governor is home or not. Folks, I'll tell you, this is another example why this portion of the program is brought to you by competition shooting supplies. You know, boy, that would have been uh, quite the photo. Can you imagine? First gentleman's got the AR-15 and Governor Mundo's got the 9 millimeter outside the house, just like that couple in St. Louis. Uh, competition shooting supplies. They're open tomorrow. John Francis, 727-1716, located 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. It's competition, shooting supplies, firearms, ammunition. Stop it and see the defender of the faith, competition, shooting supplies. Every looter's worst nightmare is competition, shooting supplies. They say looting and attacking. We say competition, shooting supplies. 
don't worry about if there's a language barrier. You know what? You know what speaks all languages? An AR-15 or a nine millimeter. That's right. Stop it and see John Francis. They say defund the police. We say competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. The original, the best. 727-1716. You take the last exit uh, off of 95. You're going to go past the Attleboro train station. And then right at the intersection, Newport Avenue and Benefit Street, you'll find competition shooting supplies. Folks, again, if you go to dipetro.com, uh, the website, you can see I have the video posted of some of the protesters while uh, you're going to see some protesters and you're going to see the police. So your video, the defund the police protesters outside the home of Governor Armando, plus the video Black Lives Matter protesters storm home of Governor Armando. You can see that. You also see the story of Sicilian, the most hated in Rhode Island. I say yes. Uh, how about the video crowd scream to kill all police at the anti-police party? You can see all of that. It's right there at the website, uh, depetro.com, where then, remember, at the very top, you just see the listen live button. You click on that and you can listen wherever you are. That is the way. If you can't get the AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, just click the listen live and you can listen wherever you are. I have people that listen overseas. My friend Chuck Cunningham listens in uh, China. My sister uh, Rosemary listens sometimes when she's in Vietnam. You can listen if you're in the general New England area. Just click listen live at the website depetro.com. Folks, again, you can also uh, learn more about the show. Uh, If you want to contact me or advertise, it's all right there on the website. They call it the dashboard where you want to send me a direct email, it's all right there at depetro.com. So here's what we're going to do. Um, There's no Governor Raimondo press briefing, but we have another big hour to go. I think we may speak with Brother Gary of Black Lives Matter next hour. Uh, But we're going to have the 1 o'clock news and then a lot more to go. Another full hour. The power hour is next. Leave it right here. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online, as we say, at petro.com. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter and also Instagram. All those links are right at the website. Right now, stay tuned. It's 1 o'clock.